ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Grand Slam Podcast, episode 42. I am your host, Moneymaker Chris, and joined as always by the one and only Mr. Jay Giles. Jay, how you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Yes, another week here on the Grand Slam Podcast. So you ready to get started? I am. All right. So obviously this is, you know, episode 42. You know, that number has a big significance <laughs> in the world of baseball. So we will be getting to some Jackie Robinson stuff a little later on in, in, in the show. But I'm going to get started off here with a few injury updates. Uh, first up, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, he had exited the game, I believe it was last week or this past Saturday, he had exited the game with a shoulder injury um, this shoulder injury has been kind of nagging him pretty much since um beginning of, like spring training uh he was day-to-day he did come back he played in the game last night against the dodgers um i mean it's really unfortunate i mean to see you know one of the rising stars you know have this you know deal with this nagging you know shoulder injury he was actually on a dive um at shortstop he was diving for the ball and he went down he stayed down for a while I'm just glad it's nothing nothing too serious with that and he was able to come back. So that's definitely a positive sign. Yeah. Um I mean we we've talked about him a few times on the show and like you said, it, it does suck. Like him going down a little bit, but like I said, it's not anything too serious, so hopefully he bounced back and come back bigger and better than ever. And I mean he is being looked at as being one of the participants in the home run derby. Mm-hmm. All stars, so you mm-hmm. definitely don't want him to miss that. So no, we definitely don't want him to miss that. I mean, they already announced that uh, Shohei Atani, he's going to number three, so that's going to be cool. So I'm sure Fernando Tatis uh, Jr. will probably be one of the candidates as well for the home run derby, which should be should be good because, like I said, it's going to be in Colorado this year, which is a ballpark where the ball really carries. So the home run derby should be exciting. Yeah, it's not in Atlanta. No, it's not in Atlanta. They moved it from Atlanta. It's gonna be, it's gonna be in Colorado. So that's 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 a beautiful thing. Which so that should be coming soon. Uh, I don't know. Hey, go ahead. I don't, I don't know if you had this a part of your notes or whatnot, but do you see where the state of Georgia actually sued MLB because of that? No, I hadn't heard that. Yes. Do tell. I had yes. not. I had not heard about that. Yes, one. I saw about that. That they actually, the state sued Major League Baseball because of the fact that they decided to pull the All-Star game from from Atlanta. But wow. But we know why. We do know why. We know exactly why. So why are you threatening to why are you suing them? That makes no sense at all. We because, know exactly. Cuz cuz they losing out on money. That's all that okay. is. Yeah, that's true. They losing out on money. Yeah, because you know when you had an All Star game in your city, that brings a lot of revenue. That brings in a lot of money and attention to your to your thing, city. So I figured, like you said, they losing out on money. So I said, hey, we're gonna sue you. But the thing is, though, you have one of your sports teams that's on the cuffs of potentially playing in a NBA Finals. True. And it's not like people don't show up to the Braves, Hawks. Hell, even still to the Falcons games. Mm-hmm. So, because you're not having the All Star weekend, but like it's because of all the money that comes in with that or whatnot. So they losing out on that. So yeah, they decide to sue Major League Baseball as if that's gonna be like, well, I guess we'll come back next year. Hell no. Exactly, exactly. That's just that's just unbelievable. That's unbelievable. 
that's that's just crazy. That is that's that, that's craziness right there. Yeah, I hadn't heard that one. So thank thank you for that. Right. I had not heard that. All right. So um, just another injury update. Uh, Matt Scherzer he was on the ten day disabled list with a slight groin injury, but he did come off the disabled list. He's actually pitching today, so that's a that's a positive sign for good old good old Mad Max. And also too, the other day they were celebrating the uh, the not celebrating, but it's the two year anniversary since the whole black eye game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he got hit with the pitch and still had a black eye and a broken nose. I mean, he went out that day, pitched seven innings, had four hits, no earned runs, two blaze on balls, and ten strikeouts with a broken nose and a black eye. Like, now, come on. <laughs> it don't get no better than that. No, it really don't. He, I mean, anybody else, they probably wouldn't even have played that game. So. No, they wouldn't have. They would have said, oh, oh, I can't play. Mm-mm. But, not, but, not, but not Max. So I think he, I mean, from that game, he looked like he was pissed the whole time. So that kind of, oh yeah, that kind of fueled his, you know, his, you know, his um competitive spirit. So. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely did. It definitely did. I mean, that I, 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 that was something. He took that ball right to the face during uh batting practice and went out there and had one of his better games that season. So hey, that's max for you right there, man. Yeah. Play through injury. Mm-hmm. And now another unfortunate injury. I mean, we've talked about this guy on him many times before. Uh, one Steven Strasburg. He is back on the disabled list for the second time this year. He was on there earlier this year with a uh, right shoulder inflammation. Now he's back on the disabled list with a with a neck strain. And when this first came out for like weeks, he wasn't even throwing. He wasn't doing anything. But I believe in like the past week, he was able to at least have a have a bullpen session, at least being able to start start throwing again. But there's no timetable for his his return. But this is just an ongoing thing. Like I said, we've talked about it here on the show before. But just an ongoing thing with him with these just injuries. I mean, the guy cannot stay healthy. I mean, he signed a max contract. After they won the World Series uh, back in 2019, and just ever since then, he's just been just continuing with the injuries, and it's just like I don't I don't even know what to say anymore because when he's when he's healthy, he's one of the top pitchers in baseball, no question about that. I mean that's a lethal one-two combination with him and uh, um, Max at the top of your rotation, and you throw Corbin in there, and they got some other pitchers who've been pitching good too, but. I just don't know what to say anymore. This guy cannot stay healthy to, to save his life. And it's, it's, it's becoming sad, man. It's really, really sad to see what's going on with this guy. Yeah, it is. And I think I've, I think I said it before and I'll say it again this episode that do you think it's time that the Nationals be like, you know, maybe we have to cut, cut him loose? You know, it, it 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 may come to that. Even though they did give him the contract and everything, they may have to make that decision at some point because it doesn't seem to be getting any better with him when it comes to his health. It just seems to be just nagging injury after nagging injury. And if you can't be reliable like that, I mean, what good are you to the team? I mean, you become you start to become a liability to the team if you can't stay healthy. And every time you turn around, you're on a, on a disabled list, no matter how talented you. Yeah, is is like okay, we're paying you, paying you to be hurt. <laughs> what do you pretty, think about pretty, it? Pretty much, 
<laughs> give or take that pretty much pain has got to be hurt. Yeah, so, hell, I mean, I'm pretty sure they've had some conversations in that front office about that. And it wouldn't surprise me in the next probably year or two if they'd be like, yep, well, you know, got to cut you loose. Yeah. Now, I've said this before, too. Would you transition him to the bullpen? I mean, we saw that with uh, John Smolton. He kind of extended his career. Would you eventually try to maybe tell him, hey, maybe make a transition to the bullpen, maybe have less innings, maybe that's less wear and tear on his arm? I mean, they could do that, but he would have to be willing to want to do that, you know? That's true. That's very true. I mean, but at the same time, I don't think he he has the same type of mentality like of a uh, to to go into another sport like a Tim Tebow. Over. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> you know, I'm a quarterback. I don't want to play another position. You That's know right, what? Right. he's been a you know a starting pitcher what his entire career, however far that goes back. You know, I, let's just say from high school to to the pros. But yeah, I mean, if if it's able to minimize his injuries, yeah, put him as a freaking closer. I mean who wouldn't want to have somebody like him to come in just to pitch an inning or two to close out a game? I mean, mm-hmm. like we said, you know, Smokes, he did it. Of course, that was more, you know, actual health, health reasons mm-hmm. of the reason why he made that transition. But still, it, 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 you know, elongated his career and allowed him to get back because I think he did transition back to being a starter. I think he did, yeah, he did. And but that time in the bullpen actually benefited. So yeah, mate. But at the same time, would Strasburg want to do that? that that's the whole thing. If, if you don't want to do it, well, then, yeah, we have to cut you loose, type of thing. But yeah, yeah that's a I, good thing to be like, yeah, hey, we don't want to let you go. We know what you can do. You could still be an asset. Maybe move to like a closing position for us. Because mm-hmm. I think that would definitely extend his career and would be something, like I said, if he's open to it, I think he would be very successful in that role with all the injuries he's had. Like I said, it would extend his career, be less wear and tear on his arm. And if he's willing to do that and put in the work, he could be a, he could be one of the best closers in baseball. But like, does, does he have the mindset? Is he willing to kind of humble himself and say, OK, I'm not going to be a starter anymore. I'm going to work on being, you know, a bullpen guy, come out the bullpen, be a closer and transition to that role, is he willing to do that? That's 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 the million dollar question right there. I mean, look at look at Mariano Rivera. I mean, he I mean mm-hmm. he, he was always a closer. I don't think he was ever a starter. Right? I don't think so. No. But I mean, when you think of him, he's what the most famous closer of all time, and and he's he's put like on the same level as a lot of starting pitchers as far as popularity wise. So, mm-hmm. yeah, why not make that transition? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? Why not? At least, at least, at least, at least consider it. At least, at least consider it. Knowing his injury history and everything, at least consider making that transition. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it would work for him. I think he would be a he would be a very good closer if he if that's what he wants to ultimately do. If he wants to still, you know, stay in the game, why not? You know, ultimately be a closer. Because at the same time, too. Okay, the Nationals they cut him loose. Do you think any other team would be like, yeah, we want you to be one of our starting pitchers? No. 
You can't count on him to be healthy. You can't count on him to stay healthy for a full season. You know, at some, you know, at some point or another, as talented as he is, he's going to go on a disabled list. It's, it's like a given, basically, at this point. Yeah, it's almost like it, it's kind of sort of similar to what happened with, with Kerry Wood, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day. He started mm-hmm. out as, you know, he was like the next big thing, and then all of a sudden injuries, okay. and eventually that's what did him in. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Very true. Very true. That's 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 a very good comparison right there. But I just wish him the best. Whatever he decides to do. But just it's just it's, it's just a sad case to see somebody that talented just be just played with injuries like that. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Yeah, it happens. That's very true. I mean, we've seen a lot of not just in baseball. We've seen athletes, you know, in sports that are just prone to injuries. It seems like. Which is which is still amazing to me, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, very true, very true. All right, um, anything else on that? Anything else? No, that's it. All right, cool. All right, so let's get into this whole this big topic that's going on in baseball right now. This whole foreign substance stuff for the pitchers. They call it the ML. <laughs> <laughs> they call it the MLB rule six point oh two, talking about uh, prohibiting pitchers from applying uh foreign substances. They said for years. Um, pitchers have used stuff like pine tar and sunscreen, you know, to help them, you know, better grip the ball and everything. And they said that they even there was even a recipe they said with um, boiled Coca Cola. That's the first I had never heard of that one before. But anyway, now they're having, you know, in the middle of the season, mind you, they've applied this rule basically where um, the umpires have to periodically check the pitchers throughout the course of the game. Any pitcher using four substances will be ejected and suspended. And I believe it says pitchers will be ejected and suspended. Yeah, they'll get a 10-game suspension for using um, illegal foreign substances to uh, doctor the ball. And this has been the hot topic in baseball. I mean, they've been asking different pitchers about it. They've been upset about it. And it's just been a ongoing topic. Um, how, 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 do you, how do you feel about this? Well, I, they call it a foreign substance uh, rule. I call it the bad news bears rule. Um, <laughs> and I'm talking about the original movie with, with Tatum O'Neill was the picture. She had the dog on Vaseline on the cap. Mm-hmm. You know, whatnot. I, I mean, all I have to say is, why now? Exactly. <laughs> why the now? Is like, why now? All the time. And right, right in the, the middle of the season. They do this too. Not in the off season, not the beginning of the season. Right in the middle of the season, they decide to implement this rule. Yeah, that 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 makes no sense. But it's just like, why now? As long as this sport has been around or whatnot, with all the pitchers that have come and gone throughout the years, I mean, if they, this almost seems like this was something that was a known thing inside of baseball and now for whatever reason all this kind of you know whistleblower on it and now it's become this big huge thing who might be doing this who might be doing that um now here periodically i'm probably gotta come out there hey you got any foreign substance on you out here like what are you doing What's that? What's why you why you uh why you why your cap so so greasy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what's going on? <laughs> like here? I'm sweating. Like you're sweating. It's hot out here. I mean, 
trees out here. And, and that's another thing too. Is sweat considered a foreign substance? It's, it's exactly. I mean, like, how are you gonna really enforce this rule? I, 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 it just blows my mind. Like the timing of all this and how are they really gonna enforce this <laughs> on this no guy? Just, I mean, I, I, I'd hate that to be an umpire in that situation. That to be, hey, you know. What's that on your glove there? What's that on your cap? I mean, like, how are you supposed to really follow through with this? Yeah, it, but at the same time, it would be funny, like, somebody walking around and they got, you know, something like sunscreen in, in the cap or something, mm-hmm. you know, that these some way they they squirting it out and, like, greasing up the ball or Oh, would you say fried Coca Cola? What, what? Yeah, they said yeah, they said one of the recipe for fried Coca. Let me see. Yeah, fried or the recipe of some type of concoction of included boiled Coca Cola that they were using. Boiled? <laughs> I had never heard that before. What? That, that makes no sense either. No sense at all. That, that was a first for me. I, I had to make sure I was reading. I said boiled Coca Cola. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I've heard of the pints, or I heard of the. The uh, the Vaseline, yeah, know. yeah, I, I heard of all that stuff too, and it's the called uh, spider tack stuff. They say that's another thing too. It's like the super sticky paste type of thing. So that's another thing that they've been using. I, I don't know. It, it just seems this just seems like really weird to me, but it does. It seems very weird, very weird, and very petty on baseball's part. It really does. Yeah, and like I said, I, I would love to know the reason, like why now. Yeah, why now? Of all the times, why would you do it right now in the middle of the season? You don't give the players any time to kind of adjust or anything like that. You just right in the middle of the season, you throw this rule on in. If you don't, you know, comply to this rule, you know, you get a, you know, you get caught with something, you get a ten game suspension right off the bat. Yeah, well, baseball being baseball, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But like I said. I'm, I'm very curious to see how long this actually lasts, how actually, you know, they enforce this. I, I For some reason, I figure at some point, they're, they're staying on all this now, but at some point, they're going to, like, dial this stuff back. But this, this, this is this is crazy to me when I was reading some of this stuff. But but also, too, who brought it up? That's the that's the good question. The only thing I saw was they were asking, um, what's his name, the guy from Pictures for the Yankees, uh, Garrett Cole, asking him about this, um, like this uh, spider tax stuff that he was supposedly using. And then he was in the interview and he was just kind of like, um, uh, he was like very, <laughs> like kind of nonchalant about it. And it kind of started then. And then soon after that, that's when I heard him. I don't know if that was the exact start, but that was the first time I had heard when they were asking him about this spider tax stuff. And the next thing you know, they were implementing this rule. But I was wondering too, like what brought this on? It had to be more than just that. It, it had to be. Yeah. Whatever to make this drastic change in the middle of the season. Yeah, like something, something, yeah, just something just something triggered something. They something had to trigger. Uh, yeah. So, uh. I don't know, but like I say, it's gonna be very interesting to see how they actually enforce this and do they actually give somebody a ten game suspension if they got something suspicious on their glove. Oh man, that, that that's that's crazy right there. But um, <laughs> anything else on that? No, I I I really have nothing. I. I I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> yeah, really, I'm, so. I'm, I'm speechless on that one. Yeah. I am speechless on that one. That's crazy right there. All right, so the MVP chase is on. Uh, one of the MVP candidates for the Amer- on the American League slide, along with Shohei Otani, is Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who's having a very good season. And it's crazy if you compare his um 
stats um, between his father, Vladimir Guerrero Sr., and him during the first 60 games of um, his MVP season, and this is potentially uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s um, MVP season. You know, looking at their stats, um, uh, Vladimir Sr. was batting 346, while Jr. was batting 329. Um, Vladimir Sr. had 15 home runs to 18 from his son, uh, 53 RBIs to 48. Uh, slugging percentage was 601 to 643. So it's just amazing, like comparing the stats between the first 60 games and both were there. His MVP, his father's MVP season and, and, and Vladimir's potential MVP season. But I think it's going to be a two-man race. I think it's going to come down between him and um and Shohei. Those are the two leading candidates for um, AL. I don't know about on the NL side, but those are the two leading candidates for the American League um, MVP. Um, any thoughts on that? I mean, it is going to be very interesting to see like which one of them will win it. Um, or you know, could they be co MVP? Yeah, that 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 would be very interesting too. They could definitely because they both of them are having very very good seasons. So it, it, if they went the co MVP route, I wouldn't. I have no issue with that. I wouldn't either. I mean, they both are doing having a great season. They yeah. So I don't know. It would be, it would be interesting to see like. How is gonna like if they continue on the pace they're going by the time we get to the MVP award to see like what would be the deciding factor over one over the other? Mhm. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's like it's, 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 gonna, it's gonna be neck and neck between the two of them with what they're doing. They're both having very very good seasons. It's gonna be one of those things. That it could come down to like the final week of the season because it's gonna be that close. I feel. Yeah. Mhm. And also, congrats goes out to Shohei Atani as well as uh, Kyle Schwarber. They were both named um, Players of the Week. Um, both of them um, had a very good week this past week. I mean, Shohei Atani, he hit like was it one, two, four. Five, he had six home runs over the past week. And then the last game he pitched in, he had pitched six innings, gave a one earned run with uh, five strikeouts, and he picked up the win. And uh, Kyle Schrober for the Nationals. Since they put him in the leadoff spot, he's been unbelievable. He's batting 385. Um, let me see. He had a three-home run game the other night. He had six home runs over the past week. Eleven runs drove in. He's, uh, Nats have been rolling. They've won uh, six out of their last uh, seven games during that stretch. So congrats goes out to both of them. But man, Kyle, like I said, I, I tweeted out on the page, man. Kyle, Kyle Schrober, man, he's 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 been he's been crushing the ball. He's been Fun. He's been fun to watch. I mean, he's he, they put him in that leadoff spot, and he's been he's been killing it. He's not your traditional leadoff hitter, but he just seems to like been put in that role, and he's just been killing it. Yeah, well, I mean, some some people react differently to being in certain spots on, in the lineup, and mm-hmm. maybe that's they just do. the best thing for him. And like you say, he's not a traditional leadoff, but it works. So. Mm-hmm. Hey. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very, very true. So congrats goes out to both of them. All right. So let's get into the Jackie Robinson stuff. I'd say another guy that we've talked about many, many times <laughs> yes. on this on this podcast here. And one of the things we've always stressed about, like when they always talk about Jackie Robinson, they talk about him, you know, breaking the color barrier, you know, first black to play major league baseball and not to you know, sneeze on that or anything, because that is very important and it, and it should be talked about. But 
they never seem like I said when they talk about Jackie Robinson, they never talk enough about him as a player. And that was a very good point you brought up, and it was inspired the article that I ultimately wrote. You know, to kind of talk more about him as a player because he was a very good player. He's so much more than just breaking the color barrier. As important as that wasn't as big of a moment that was. And it goes back to his days at um, UCLA where he was like a three-sport athlete. He played football there. He played basketball, uh, uh, ran track and field, and he was doing um, – obviously, he played you know baseball too. But it's funny. His baseball was not his best sport. Actually, football hmm. was his best sport because, like I said, when he played there, his batting average at the time for the Bruins in 1940 was .097. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was not that good. Everybody thought he was gonna be maybe like a football star, or something like that. So, uh, question: Do you if do you think if he wanted to go a different route and play either you know, football or basketball or go the track and field route, do you think he would have been as successful as that as he was in baseball if he decided to go another sport? Because like I say, based on that, obviously, you know, baseball yeah. wasn't, you know, I mean, his thing at the, at, the, at the time, you know, when he was right there in college. I mean, that all depends on, like, what his stats was in 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 basketball um, and also what position did he play in football. Yeah, I'm not sure what position he... I want to say he was a running back, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was a running back. So, because yeah, that's, I mean, I don't, that, hmm. I don't know, maybe he could have, he could have went the track and field route. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not mistaken, I, I could be completely wrong on this, or just, you know, making this up in my head, but I believe he did look up to Jesse Owens. Mm-hmm. So, I believe, I believe I heard that. So if that's the case, it wouldn't surprise me if he decided to go a different route, if he didn't go the track and field route because of Jesse Owens. Very true, very true. Yeah, that's that's true. He could have he could have been a big time big time track star if he decided to go that route. Because I mean, he was fast. You know. That. Yeah, he did. He, he did. He did. He did have the speed. He definitely had the speed. So he would definitely been a big time. Big time track star. You could have seen him in like the Olympics or something like that, being a, you know, a gold medalist in, in you know in track and field. Yeah. So I don't know. That would have been interesting to see. Like, hmm. If he, and he also, yeah. I wonder why did he? Why did he choose baseball? That's a that's a good question. Because if he, if he was really good in these other sports, like what made him decide to go go to baseball route? Just kind of forget track and field, forget basketball, forget. Football, what made him say, you know, I'm going to focus solely on baseball and go to baseball? And when you think about it, baseball of those four has, what, the less wear and tear on the body. So That's true. That's very true. So, very, very true. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Especially back at that time. I mean, you know, Let's see, that time with football, he would have been wearing a damn leather helmet. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, very true. <laughs> so, good Lord, very, what very, would have been going true. on. Uh, basketball, I mean, they was playing in freaking, what, PFs and, and Chuck Taylors or what? <laughs> Chuck Taylors, so, yeah. That's the thing, that was the go-to shoe at the time, Chuck, Chuck Taylors. No type of ankle support. 
No, none whatsoever. You think you're playing basketball, you think you'd want something with some type of ankle support. And the Chuck Taylors, you know, I like my Chuck Taylors, but they're not made to be playing any basketball. So, yeah, that would have been interesting to see, like, if he if he did choose any one of those other, which one would he have chose? That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely would have been interesting for sure. And uh, let's see, going back to his MLB debut in uh, 1947, um, the Dodgers did win that day 5-3, to but he went 0-3 with a run score. But he ultimately went, ended up winning the, um, winning the Rookie of the Year that season. He played in 151 games. He hit 297, 12 um, home runs, 29 stolen bases with 125 runs scored in his uh, rookie season in 1947. Huh. Mm-hmm. And then a couple years later, in 1949, his um, NL MVP season, he hit 342, 203 hits, 37 stolen bases, and 12 triples during his um, MVP season in 1949. So just two years later. Yeah, just as amazing. Two years later, he went on and won. He won the MVP. So. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But yeah, like I said, they, they are also like so when they talk about him breaking the color barrier, they also should talk about stuff like that as well because he was a he was a, he was a great athlete. He was a very good player, and like I say, not enough was talked about this. And I believe they said he when he's during his debut, he played. He ultimately was a second baseman, but I believe during his debut, he ended up playing. He was playing um playing first base. But yeah, they they, they don't talk enough about that stuff when they talk about him. And I think they should include that. As well, because there's so much more to the Jackie Robinson story than just him breaking the color barrier. They need to talk about, you know, stuff like this. You know, his college days, MVP season, rookie of the year. They should include all that stuff as well. Yeah, I, I've never understood why they just kind of almost treat his overall career as an afterthought in a way. Mm-hmm. I know, I've never mm-hmm. understood that because he... Unfortunately, he's one of those people, and I don't mean this in a negative way. It's just, I I just got tired of, I mean, of always when it comes to Black History Month. Oh, Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in baseball, but mm-hmm. you, but you learned that as a little kid in elementary school. But you're still, mm-hmm. oh yeah. But you're still talking about the same thing in middle school. You're still talking about the same thing in high school. Mm-hmm. And it's like there were. They never evolved the conversation yeah, it, more than just that. It just, it just that one, that one uh, Jack Robinson broke the color barrier. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, like that was like, like that was like the only thing he did. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he didn't do nothing else. He didn't have any other accomplishments. He didn't win Rookie of the Year. He wasn't an MVP. He didn't play multiple sports in college. No, he just broke the color barrier, and, and that's it. Like this. End the story with Jackie Robinson. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why I never watched the movie, um, mm-hmm. Forty Two, because mm-hmm. I mean, I don't and, unless it goes into more personal stuff, which I don't think it really does, but I think it just focuses on the baseball stuff. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but I feel like I know everything I need to know in regards to. You know him getting to the major leagues and him breaking the color barrier. I th- I think I know enough of that. Oh yeah. I mean yeah, it will be interesting to know more about the relationship that him and um Brent Ricky had. Mm-hmm. You know that that in itself because why did this man feel, you know, to take a chance like that 
you know, on, you know, not necessarily just Jackie Robinson, but, you know, integrating baseball, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do feel like that is something that should be a little bit more explored or whatnot. But overall, when it comes to Jackie Robinson, when it comes to just, oh, about him breaking the cover, I, I know enough about it. I know that he went the racism that he went through. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, th- that's a given. So, but like what we're talking about here, like when we did, when we did the episode just strictly about him as a player, you know, talking about him as a player or, you know, what we're talking about now with him being a multi-sport athlete in college and everything. That's the type of stuff that intrigues me more. So now when it comes to, to, discussion about him than him just breaking the color barrier and i think that should be talked about more when they mm-hmm. celebrate him mm-hmm. and everything because i would like a documentary about him that isn't just strictly focused on him breaking the color barrier mm-hmm. me too like him you know i can say his you know college days him playing you know playing football playing some of these other sports you know have a documentary talking about his you know MVP season, you know, his like his actual playing career, not just solely, oh, he broke the color bar, you know, and what that meant. I can say very important. I have no problem with them talking about that. But there's so much more to the Jackie Robinson story than solely just him breaking the color bar. It's not like they like I said, they just that's not the cutoff point. They just they yeah. talk about that and nothing else. That's that's him. where the conversation begins and ends. It right is. There. Exactly. It begins and ends with that and then there's there's, there's, there's nothing else to Jackie Robinson. He didn't, he didn't accomplish anything else in his life. He just broke the color barrier. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, that, and that's about it. I mean, it's almost kind of similar with Hank Cameron as far as when he, you know, became the home run king you know, mm-hmm. over a good old babe and everything. The great Bambino. Great <laughs> right? But, but with him, they don't really talk about his career outside of him becoming the home run king. Yeah, that's true. He was another one. He he had a very good career as well. But the, once again, they just hey, you know, he was the home run king. That's and that's kind of the end all be off with him too. It seems like yeah, it's it's like there was more to them than just that. I mean, look at look at Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds had a full career. We mm-hmm. know the different stages of his career. Mm-hmm. And even when they talk about him, they don't just focus on, oh, Barry Bonds, you know, broke the home run record or Barry Bonds put some cream on his elbow. They don't just yeah, they, they don't just right. focus on that. <laughs> they but they they don't just focus on that. They talk about no. the different phases of his career mm-hmm. or the reason why he felt it necessary to have to do certain things to you know become more popular you know they, they don't just focus on the one thing like they do with the others and I, i've never understood that so yeah, i never understood that either and here's another thing about jackie robson he stole home 19 times now the most famous one was in the 1955 world series of dodgers yankees where he stole home in that game but he stole home 19 times in his career. That's a very rare feat in baseball. You don't see a lot of people stealing home. For him to do it 19 times, also for him to do it in a World Series game, too, that is huge. Like I say, I want to hear more about that type of stuff. That's 
that's intriguing to me. That's very exciting. Wow, you know, he stole home. That's like a single. That's a, you don't you don't see a lot of people doing that in today's game. For him to do it nineteen times, hey, okay. that's an You know something? Okay, so you bringing that up, and I mean, this is a cross promotion to another uh, podcast that we did together, where we talked about a little movie called The Sandlot. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. do you do you think at the end that's why they they do that with with Benny stealing home? Maybe it's like a little nod to Jackie Robinson. Oh, I I never thought about that. It's a it's a you know now that I think about it, it's it's a it's a very good possibility. You know, he playing for the Dodgers and everything too. That's that very well could be. I didn't I didn't think about that, but yeah. And is it's, it, a, it's, it? It's very possible. I'm trying to, hmm. yeah, because when you think about okay the. The bulk of the movie takes place. I know. I know we kind of cross them, but this still pertains to here. The bulk of the movie, when they're kids, is in the what? It's in the fifties or the sixties. I want to say the sixties. I want to say maybe. Okay, so they're kids in the sixties. When it, but when it comes back to current day in the movie, it's the eighties. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah, he. So if it's the sixties. Jackie Robinson's career had just ended because he played what ten I years. Was, yeah, he played about yeah, but so yeah, that sounds about right. So his career had just ended. His career, he he retired. He's been retired in that span in that universe for about a few years, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's he's fresh in these kids' minds because they did see him play. Mm-hmm. You know, we we haven't really got to um, Hank Aaron, but but at the same time, they idolized Babe Ruth because Babe Ruth was he was still talked about as being this, you know, you know, larger than life figure mm-hmm. and everything. So, but at the same time, they did see Jackie Robinson and I'm pretty they sure. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um brandon adams character as the pitcher i'm pretty sure he in his household you know jackie robinson probably was looked at as you know an idol oh yo i'm sure so i'm sure yeah i'm yeah you know but thinking about that because jackie robinson played his last game on october 10th 1956 yeah so okay so there you go yeah so so yeah they were a little bit younger but mm-hmm. they remember seeing him play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was with the yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, I'm, I'm sure they did. So yeah, I I never thought about that, but now that you mention that, I can definitely see that. That that makes sense. That yeah. makes a whole lot of sense. So yeah, it makes you wonder. Like, so these kids, they see this man play, they see him steal home, mm-hmm. and we know how fast Benny was because he outdo the beast. Yeah, I'll do the beast in his PF life. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> PF. I did. I did a pair of them sneakers. I really, I really do. Like I told you, they they, they still sell those. They, they still sell those sneakers. Yeah, well, you know, I should get a, I should get a pair. But um, but yeah, it, it just makes you want like yeah, kids who grew, you know, grew up watching him play. They saw him play, and everything, and that stuck with. So they remember his career. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like, but when they decide to just 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know why that became just the thing of where, well, we're just gonna focus on well, he broke the color barrier and that's it. Yeah, like I said, because I mean, look, look at all the stuff that I've, I've named. I've you know we just talked about here just in this episode here stuff that you re- you don't ever hear them talk about Jackie Robinson about him stealing home nineteen times, what he was doing in college, MVP season, rookie season, different stuff that he was doing. It it just makes no sense that they don't bring any of that stuff up. This is this is good information here. This is very good information here. That I think a lot of people would be intrigued by the other just oh he broke the color barrier. Yeah, that's almost like it's like okay with, with Michael Jordan if if all they ever focused on was oh he won the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. Even though he did all this other stuff. But mm-hmm. oh, he won the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. Like his career was more than that. Same. Well, I, well, I should say a better uh, a better example of that is someone like Dominique Wilkins. Oh, mm-hmm. he he was a great dunker, but but he was a lot more than that. Yeah, he was he was a lot more. Than, he, he was a very good player in his own self. Yeah, very good player. More than just a dunker. Yeah, it, you know, it's like for some reason with certain athletes or whatever, it's like they get stuck on one thing about them. And then that's mm-hmm. all they want to focus on. Mm-hmm. They want to focus on one aspect of their career yeah. or life, and just nothing, nothing else. Like they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything else. Yeah, and I've never understood that. Mm-hmm. Or like the Jordan, like the Jordan with like the Jordan brand. Oh, he just you know with the sneakers and everything. Oh, he just you know just a pair of sneakers. He just he just the Jordan brand, you know. Yeah, but it's, but it's, why it's, did he become that? Exactly. What led to him becoming that? Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's a backstory behind that. Exactly. 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 But yeah, I, I can say I'll, I'll, I'll never, I'll never understand it. I'll never understand it. Like, like I said, they, they, they need, they need to do better by Jackie Robinson. They, they really, they really do because he's so much more than just the color barrier stuff. There's so much more. Like I said, if you do your research, there's so much more out there yeah. to learn about him than just oh, he broke the color barrier. It, re- it really is a lot more. Mm-hmm. Google is your mm-hmm. friend. Google, hey, hey, Google is your friend. Hey, the Grand Slam Pocket. Hey, yeah, the Grand Slam Pocket. Yes, yes. yes. Was, your friend too. So exactly, exactly. Listen to the podcast, and we will tell you more than just you know. Hey, Jackie Robinson broke the color bird. We will, we will expand and give him you know a whole lot more credit than just, just that one aspect of his career. Yeah. Yeah, man, but yeah. Um, anything else on Mr. Jackie Robinson? Anything else? Anything no, else? that's that's it for Mr. Forty Two. Yeah, that's it for Mr. Forty Two. Okay. Uh, let's as we wrap things up here, let's get into the current standings right now. Uh, let's kick things off with the American League East. Got the Red Sox on top at uh forty three and twenty nine, followed by the Rays at forty three and thirty. Yankees. 38 and 33. Blue Jays are even 35 and 35, and the O's are at the bottom at 23 and 49. Uh, thoughts on the AL East? Um, well, the the Yankees look like they kind of slipped a little bit since the last episode. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Like, well, at least I, I say this: at least one of LeBron's teams is doing something. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, you ain't got nothing else to do right now. You can focus on the Red Sox. Well, I mean, I think he's focused more on a, on, a, on some little movie he got. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Space Jam Two. Uh, was it Space Jam Two or is it Space Jam Legacy? 
Oh, because I noticed space, they changed space, it. Yeah, space. You're right. Space Jam Legacy. Excuse me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Space Jam Legacy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, but the Rays they look like they creeping back up in there, so that's gonna be interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely something to keep an eye on moving down the stretch. Now on to the AL Central, we have the White Sox on top at forty-three and twenty-nine. Followed by the Indians at 40 and 30, the Royals at 32 and 38, Twins 31 and 42, and the Tigers at 30 and 42. Uh, AL Central, thoughts on that division? Well, I mean, right now the White Sox is in the lead, but uh, I think uh, manager Jake Taylor going to have uh, Rick Vaughn and the crew coming back. You know? <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> They are, they are definitely in the mix. They are right in the mix. So, yeah, keep an eye out on that division. Right now, like I said, it seems like it's a two-team two team race in the AL Central. Yes. Over to the AL West, we got the Keaton Astros. Keaton Astros. 44-28 with the trash cans and all that other stuff that they were doing. Followed by the Athletics at 44 and 30, Mariners at 38 and 36, Angels are even 36 and 36, and the Rangers at 26 and 46. Uh, thoughts on the AL West? I mean, that's looking like it's going to be a, a dog fight with the Astros and the <laughs> Athletics. All seriousness, though, it, it, it really does. Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, definitely. So, yeah, right now it's gonna probably come down to who has the better stretch. I mean, of course we have to wait to after All Star to kind of see where they at, but right now it's yeah, it's, it's neck and neck with them. Mm, yeah, it definitely, definitely is. So that's another one that's gonna go down, down to the wire. Let's hop over to the National League side of the NL East. We got the Mets on top at thirty-seven and thirty. Followed by the Phillies at 34 and 35, Braves 34 and 37, my Nats 33 and 36, and then the Marlins at 31 and 40. Thoughts on the NL East? How the hell are the Mets in, in first place? I'm sorry, beats, beats me. Of all the teams to be in first place in this division, how, how, are, the, how are the Mets on top? It's beyond me. But, but you know what? Just looking at it right now... I... This is honestly, this is actually any team's division right now. Because it really, it really, it really is. It's it really is. Like I said, the Mets are on top right now. The um, National they've been playing a lot better. The Phillies and Braves. They were. I mean, it's anybody's division. There's nobody like really running away yeah. with this division. Hell, even it's, the Marlins. Really not. Yeah, even the Marlins, like I said, if they, if they go on a stretch of some of the teams at the top start losing, they could boost right up to the top of the division. So it's, it's wide open in the NL East. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like, how, how is that possible? So. I don't, I don't know. But like I said, that's another division to definitely keep an eye on. Like I said, the Mets are in first place now, but like I said, it's, it's anybody's game. Whoever's playing the best baseball at the right time is going to end up taking this division. But it's, it's wide open right now. Yeah. Over to the NL Central, we got the Brewers on top at 40 and 33, followed by the Cubs at 40 and 33, Reds are even 36 and 36, as well as the Cardinals, yeah, they're 36 and 36 as well, and the Pirates at the bottom at 25 and 45. Thoughts on that division? Uh, I mean, that's another dog fight with Cubs and Brewers. So. Yeah, it really, really is. Yeah. It's, it's neck and neck between the two of them. Yeah, they, they tied for the division lead. So. 
So. Mm, yeah, they're top tied for the division lead. So it's gonna be like a two team race with them. So yeah, it's a, like I said, these divisions is very very interesting divisions <laughs> with a lot of these teams on, on both sides and both leagues. And over to the NL West, you got the Giants on top at 46 and 26, followed by the Dodgers at 44 and 28, Padres at 43 and 32, Rockies 30 and 43, and the Diamondbacks at 21 and 53. Uh, thoughts on that division? Uh, I mean, it's kind of looking like this could be another Giants year. They, you know, they haven't. You know, they haven't been to the World Series in a few years, and maybe this is that time for them to kind of get things back right and make that push again. But, yeah, I think this is, right now, is looking like it could be their division to lose. But once again, we have to wait until after All-Star to to see where everybody is. Yeah, because mostly, like I say, in the past, in the couple years we've been doing the show, it's usually been the Dodgers mm-hmm. running away with this division, and now the Giants are on top of the division. So that's that's interesting. Like I say, because they they had that run there for a while, like between like 2013, 2015, where they were winning their World Series and everything, but they seem like they kind of got their groove back again. Yeah. Mhm. And the All Star break is uh, the All Star game is on July 13th, so. We'll have to see where a lot of these teams are standing, you know, after you know, the All-Star break. That's a lot of times, you know, teams, they make that push after, you know, the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. But um, some of the games that are going on, uh, Reds, uh, they beat the Twins 10-7. That's the final. I know Chrissy's happy about that one. That's her squad. White Sox are 3-2 over the um, Pirates on the top of the seventh. Uh, Nats up three to one on the Phillies. Like I said, Max is back. He's pitching in that game. Uh, Astros are up two one on the O's. Royals and Yankees are all tied up at two in the bottom of the six. Uh, Rays and Marlins are tied up one one bottom of the seventh. Braves are up three nothing on the Mets in the bottom of the fourth. Tigers are up six two on the Cardinals bottom of the fifth. Red Sox are up fifth, five to two on the Rays, and then the fourth inning. Uh, wow, Athletics up on the Rangers, uh, nine nothing, top of the third. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clearly, geez. Nolan Ryan is not walking through that door. Yeah, no, 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 not, 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 not at that point, man. <laughs> Uh, no scoring Indians and Cubs. Um, then you got Giants, Angels, Brewers, Diamondbacks, Dodgers, Padres, and Rockies and Mariners as the late games. Um, any thoughts on these scores? Uh, it seems like some really good baseball going on. Um, I mean, outside of that whole uh, Rangers game, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. See, that's that's it. That's, 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 it's just the third inning. That's the third inning. <laughs> the game is just about over with. See, that's when that's when you gotta pull a butter make and be like, yeah, we forfeit. Yeah, we forfeit. That's right. That's right. Let's yeah, just, just go home. Let's just go home. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And like I said, Max is back off the disabled list. He's looking good. He's so far four inning, giving up two hits. Uh, one earned run, and he's got seven strikeouts so far. So Max is, Max is like he's back to form. It seems like Max is Max. Max is Max. Take note, Steven Strasburg. <laughs> 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 oh, but that's it for me. Do you got anything else, my friend? 
All right. So before we end, I, I wanted to ask you this on air. Um, yes. So I have an idea for two shows, actually, as okay. far as like being a main topic. Okay. One is about the 1977 Yankees. Mm-hmm. And the reason okay. I say that because what was going on at the time in New York coincided mm-hmm. with that season and everything. Okay. So I felt like that could be a topic to kind of discuss. For anyone who don't know what okay. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the fact that you had the son of Sam Killer, but the Yankees was having a great season all at the same time in the city that was being terrorized by this madman. Right. So, okay, okay. so like I said, that could be a topic. And the second one would be an episode about one Roberto Clemente. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I like that. We can we can definitely we can definitely do that. That's that's two episodes right there. I I, I like that. We can we can we can definitely do that. Most definitely. Yeah, I'm dumb down for both. I mean, they Another person who they don't really talk about as far as a baseball player is Roberto Clemente. I mean, when they bring, mm-hmm. when they bring him up, oh yeah, he died in a helicopter crash. Okay, mm-hmm. but I think it was a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, and then like I said, that that was a interesting time in '77. Like mm-hmm. I said, you have the city being terrorized mm-hmm. by this killer, good old David mm-hmm. Berkowitz. Cause they didn't know who he was mm-hmm. at the time, but you know that's going on. But at the same time, people are still going and watching the Yankees. You know, have this great season. Mm-hmm. So just I don't know, just to kind of discuss about like that and like, could you imagine if that was if that was going on like now? Oh 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 man, be crazy. That, that, <laughs> that would that, that that would be wild. I I, I could only imagine that. Going on right now with social media thing. and everything. Oh my god, yes. that, that would be wild. <laughs> that would be wild. Yeah, it'd be the case there. I mean, you got Reggie Jackson, which is ironic. He he wore number forty four, and that's what Berkowitz. That's the the caliber gun that he used with the forty four. But, <laughs> but no yeah, but that's uh, yeah. Like I said, that was a wild time, and it was like one of the hottest summers too. So, mm-hmm. so all the comp- combination of all that made for a very interesting season. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we we can definitely get into both of those. That's 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 two that's two episodes right there. I I'm, I'm down. I, I I like that. All right. Cool. 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 All right. That's another episode in the books. Episode forty-two. Um, anything you like to plug before we get up out of here? Uh, yeah. So, uh, old school June on um movie talk still going strong uh i just uploaded episode 28 which was a su- special surprise episode that i kind of fit in where i was joined by uh, my good friend Zena as we talked about the og prom night and the 2008 remake quote unquote or whatnot that's why i put quotations under that because it's even though it's a remake it's not really a remake even though it's the still you know prom nights killer or whatnot but two different completely different movies um and everything so that episode is up right now over on movie talking then i'll be closing out the month with uh, another friend of mine tamika where we'll be talking about friday 13 part two so you can definitely look forward to that episode as well 
All right. Sounds good. Look forward to that. And as far as I'm concerned, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Moneymaker Chris, as well as Instagram, DC Sports Fan 23. Uh, follow this um, podcast's uh, Twitter page at Slam underscore podcast. Follow, give us a follow on there. Check out my website, thecashinexperience.com. Everything is up on there, blog, products, you name it. Anything that I have going on is up on the website. So definitely check that out. But um, any last words for this episode? Okay. Um, who do we appreciate? Bears, bears. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, for me, just like I said on the Grand Slam Twitter page with a Kyle Schwarber, the way he's been hitting the ball, he's not a player. He just crushed a lot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, you guys take care. Be safe as always, and we will see you in two weeks. Peace out. Peace.